Right on the set, goddammit. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Mark Dodson. Yum, yum. <laughs> You're listening to Still Talking With. This week, Ben, Jeff, and Leo are still talking with the amazingly talented Mark Christopher Lawrence. Mark is best known for his role as Big Mike on the NBC series Chuck, Tales from the Hood and Terminator 2. He has made guest appearances on many television programs, most notably Heroes, My Name is Earl, Crossing Jordan, Dharma and Greg and Malcolm in the Middle. Get ready for a kick-ass show shortly after these important messages. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. But thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. You have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. 
Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We got an awesome show scheduled for you today on Still Token With. And as always, we have Mr. Benjamin. How's it going, sir? (laughs) That's going good. It's going good. (laughs) Uh, Jeffrey. Happy Wednesday. Since when is Wednesday happy? It's since I, I got. I thought a... Friday was happy. It's happy. When, Wednesday is happy because I can have a rum and coke. So it's uh, there we go. It's hump day. Yeah, it's right? Cinco de Mayo. You can have two. It is. It's Cinco de Mayo. I'll, I'll happy pro- Cinco de Mayo. I'll probably have two. <laughs> Do you have any tacos? No, I did not. No, sorry. No tacos. Well, producing this show, I think you might need three or four. Yeah. Five. <laughs> I'm almost out of rum though, so that's a problem. <laughs> Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. So, so Jeffrey, we have an awesome guest. Who do we yes, have? Yes, we do. We have a, a very special guest tonight. I'm excited to chat with this gentleman. Uh, I call him the man with three first names. Um, <laughs> because I do. <laughs> well, if you break it down, you know. Um, but uh, no, uh, I, I, will let, I will let Mark introduce himself. And hello, Mark. <laughs> Welcome to the show. What's happening, man? <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, thanks for joining us. So, well, I mean, don't you I, get it? I, I love that intro. I love that the intro of the show. That's a whole episode in itself. Yeah, yeah. Leo did an amazing job with that. He took a bunch of our comic cells and mashed them all together, and just I, love it. I just hit buttons. That's all I do. <laughs> Yeah, for once you hit the right ones. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to try my best to keep things on rail here because we have uh, Mark is awesome. You know, uh, oh, big. Yeah, I mean his credentials are just thirty plus years in the industry. Oh yeah, you know, and um, and he killed the guy with his comedy. What? Where, where the- the deadly. <laughs> I don't have that in my I show missed notes. that. I missed it's that. It's not one in the too. notes. You had to watch his, his uh, comedy uh, segments. You know, in, in my defense, he, he was resuscitated. There were four doctors in the house that night. So they were able to, to resuscitate him, but he woke up giggling. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a plus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's funny. Actually, that's actually awesome. Yeah. So funny. Right? He killed a man. Amazing. Wow. Okay. I had. I got a bunch of notes here, but I'm not going to read them because I have a I'm bunch of notes too. Much. I'm going to have too much fun with this guy. So, um, how did yeah. you end up with three first names? I was born with three first names. I was born with my mother named me Mark Christopher Lawrence. That was it. I was just glad to get my father's name, Matt Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh. Hold on, we got the EMTs around just in case I go down. <laughs> it's going to be one of those shows, folks. I can tell you already. Wow. <laughs> All right. Oh boy. Uh, so you got um, you just got some really really big news, Mark, on Saturday, right? Yeah. Um, Would you like to share that? A, share that with us. Sure. I did a little short film. Um, I guess the summer of 2019, and uh, it was submitted to the Emmy awards and i'm uh officially an emmy nominated actor that's awesome look at that that's awesome congratulations congratulations on that now what's uh what category are you nominated in um 
as as an actor. Uh, it, it, it's under it's it's the the what do you call it the regional Emmy, so it's broken down into talent. Oh, okay. Uh, speaker or actor, so I'm actor. Yeah, excellent. Just wanted to clarify that because I didn't understand. <laughs> but Emmy, nonetheless. Exactly. <laughs> but Emmy, nonetheless. I mean, when he said Emmy nominated actor, it didn't. It, like the light bulb didn't go on. <laughs> I mean, like what happened? <laughs> the last award I got was for the Pinewood Derby. <laughs> shaking his head already. He's like, all right, yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. What are we, 10 minutes in? Jeff's already took the train off the tracks into the bridge. We're done. So, so, so Mark. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Leo. <laughs> you, you know, uh, like Ben said, 30 years in the business, you've done some amazing roles. Uh, where uh, might people have seen you? Oh, wait. That's not even nice, man. Cause that's he, not even a fair question. I know, because he'll just sit here for the next hour. <laughs> There's dudes everywhere. You know, every, every, almost every sitcom in the 80s and 90s, um, you know, feature films like Terminator 2, Crimson Tide, uh, Pursuit of Happiness, uh, Life Hat. So it's, it's a lot of... It's, uh, there's over a hundred things on, on um, what do you call it, uh, IMDb, but my career started before internet was a thing. So, so there's more. Oh, wow. So, so you actually, I, I was reading in, in through your IMDb and your Wikipedia, and it said you actually got your first television role on Hill Street Blues. Yeah. 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 That was my first, my first audition. Uh, I go in and I see all these guys that, that I had been watching on TV for years and it just made me relax. I was like, well, you know, if they want Huggy Bear, clearly I'm not going to get a job. And I had an awesome audition. And uh, before I got home, it was on the machine. That's, that's, I mean, I, I used to watch that show, so I'm, I'm kind of dating myself a little bit, but. It was, um, it changed the way we watch TV. Well, yeah. Yeah, it did. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. You know, yep. all the, all the, all the, all the um, cop shows today are patterned after Hill Street Blues. So, so you know, I'm glad to have been part of, of that sort of uh, stepping stone or milestone in television. A milestone in television, yeah, absolutely. Look, it, it, that, that was your first, first platform that you could stand on. And then you can go from there. Any direction. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, well, then oh. years later, I did Terminator 2, which changed the way we watched movies because of the special effects. Right. Yeah, so and I wanted to get another I actually, milestone. Now, see, so you brought up Terminator Two because I wanted to ask you a little bit about Terminator Two. Um, I mean, I've watched that movie a couple of dozen times. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but what I get a kick out of is when you when you scroll through the Wikipedia and it, it talks about all the films and all the stuff you've been in. It's like Terminator Two. Uh, I don't know if this is correct, but it would be like Cop, and then it would be like the next show you were on, and it would be like third guy behind the deli counter. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Terminator 2, I was burly attendant. You were the burly, yeah, burly, the burly attendant. The burly attendant, yes. <laughs> it, it, here's the thing. I was supposed to work two days. You know, when we got the deal, it was like, it's going to be two days, maybe three, so we're going to book him for a week. So, um, when I got to, so they gave me a, ra a raise on my, on my daily rate. Um, so then I got to 
Friday and I'm still there, I was kind of hot because, you know, had they booked me on a weekly rate, you know, I would have been making I would have been making more money because my weekly rate I was at scale. So mm -hmm. I would have got a raise on scale. Uh, but then six weeks later, I'm still there. Six weeks? Yeah. Oh, Cameron shit. would say, Mark, what would you say right here? And I'd say something. He'd go, yeah, come with me. And he just kept putting me in. So it was fantastic. It was like it was like it was the it was the most money at the time that I had ever made on a production. Wow, that's awesome. Well, yeah, that, that's yeah. The T two had the budget, you know. Right, they they certainly had budget. But the thing was, I, I, I was coming out of a like a three month slump, you know, where nothing. I was booking nothing, and I was seriously considering other industries. And um, and then this came up. You know, it's like I had I had read for it two months prior, didn't hear anything, and then I, I get the call that from the from the wardrobe designer called me, asked me for my, my sizes. So I my agent, I said, "Hey, the two is calling me, asking me for sizes." I said, "Yeah, we're on the phone with them now. Isn't it great?" I said, "Yeah, <laughs> nice, wow." So, so uh, along with you know um, with it, you know, giving you a bump in your career and and the money and everything, how was it working with with James Cameron? Fantastic. Um, James Cameron is very meticulous. You know, he, he, he's kind of like a, a performance art kind of director where he knows what he wants to see and he's very, very meticulous about getting it. Like the scene where we're chasing Linda down the hall, the Burley attendants are running after her. We started shooting that scene at about three in the morning and Linda was working out, you know, six days a week, sometimes twice a day. And she's running down this hallway. James says at one point, hey, guys, I can get you to just be a little closer to her as she runs down the hall. And I said, um, we're burly attendants. You got to slow her down. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so he, he, he had like he had a steady cam in that shot and he had three other cameras set up. So he was shooting it from all kinds of angles to get what he wanted. And when you see the final product, it's like, oh, wow, that's really, really fantastic. If and I, she was ripped. Ripped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ripped. And the sweetest person you want to meet. I don't know, she kind of scared me a little bit in that role. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if memory serves, is that the scene where the two Terminators meet for the first time? Yeah. In the, uh, in the psych ward. In the, yeah. in the psych ward where, uh, yeah, he goes yeah, to he the, comes, uh, the bars. He comes to get her. Right. Yep. yep. Right. And you have the first scene of that, the Terminator, like, uh, going through the bars. Which blew my mind. That's the first time they ever did anything like that. Now, I can't remember. Did she grab you and throw you? Arnold did. Arnold did. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I wanted to do the stunt, and they wouldn't let me. The, the stunt coordinator said, hey, man, you can act. He said, you, should, <laughs> he said, he said, you shouldn't do stunts because it's, it's high turnover. People get hurt. And then my guy, they put, me on a, they, they put me on the floor. They bring me up about halfway, and then they bring in a catapult and put the stunt guy on the catapult. And so Arnold comes up and throws him into this this window that has like these mesh yep, yep, yep. sort of things on it. So that stuff was pliable and it had covered in rubber and he didn't get his hands up fast enough and his face had little waffle marks on it. And I was so glad they didn't let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing you needed was to be waffled. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to exactly. remember that. I'm gonna remember that. Speaking Yo, of, yeah. Hey, Bill. Um, yeah, I won't do my own stunts from now on. <laughs> well, no, you were on crutches for freaking three months. Yeah, I was. Yeah, and you almost got taken Yikes. out there, Jeff. Uh, I had a concussion. Yeah. 
I know I did. <laughs> That's what happens when big heavy things land on you. <laughs> you know. But if you're gonna do it, do it. That's how I see it. You know what right, I mean? Right. It's uh, it's one of those things. But yeah, um, there was something I was just gonna say. I don't something. know. You guys went right into T two on me, so I'm just letting you two roll with it. Well, no, that's awesome. Um, I did have yeah. a question because I don't know the answer to this. Um, Wikipedia didn't really give me what I wanted to know. Uh, Planet of you the can't Apes. Go by Wikipedia. Wikipedia I, had me dead and sixty nine last year. I was sixty nine and dead. You're a year younger than I, think, I am. I, think that they I thought know. I was James Avery. James <laughs> Avery? It, 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 yeah, from first like, you know, he don't have three first names. Three feet taller than me. <laughs> so, uh, we, um, yeah, yeah, before I forget, I did have one quick question for you. Um, is Arnold really big? At the time, he, he, was, he was scaling down. It was, it was prior to his heart attack. But he okay. was—he's uh, probably about six two, and um, but but clearly, I mean, at the time he was still you know in really good shape. He was training guy for Mister Olympia at the time. Okay, and All right. He and Spann, they they had a trailer on set with weights, and this guy was from Austria. This tall dude, Lee Haney, crushed the dude. I never heard from him again. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I was just curious. Bill piped in and said, apparently Wikipedia Wikipedia had him terminated. <laughs> uh, so a uh, Facebook user who uh, does not like StreamYard, otherwise we would have your name, is saying, Mark, you have been in several horror films. If you were to recommend any horror film or films for someone they had to go see, what would you recommend? Circus Kane. Circus Kane. Circus Kane. Nice choice. Wow. Well, nice choice. Yeah, it was it was it was fun to do. Uh, it, it's funny. It's tongue in cheek and uh, kind of spooky. Really then. Yeah. Well, there's your answer, Facebook user. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you saw this other message. Uh, Hi guys, I see you're causing trouble again tonight. John took your parking spot down at the studio. He's back. What? Yeah, I saw it. I ignored it. Just like I ignored John when we're at the studio. John took our sign away. It's okay. My parking sign? Okay. You'll All be okay. Right. Relax. All it's right. okay. Back to the John, amazing guest. You've got some falling down to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so I wanted to bring up, you You won an award many, many years ago. Not that I'm trying to age you. It was uh, for college. Do you remember that? Oh, the Bavero Tabor Award. Yes, that. Tell us yeah, a little was, bit about uh, most that. Outstanding, most outstanding speaker in the nation. I was on the, the speech team at Cerritos College, and I went to the national national tournament. I took four events. The tournament won all four and uh, had a judge from the University of Southern California in every round of every speech. And in my last round, my final round of, of speech to entertain, the head of uh, the speech department was there. And after the award ceremony, he came up to me, gave me his card and says, hey, um, I want to talk, talk to you about going to USC. My name is Tom Hollihan. I run the program here and uh, want to talk to you about it. So give me a call. I said, well, I can't afford to go to USC. He said, did I ask for any money? Mm-hmm. And I said, you on a debate scholarship. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was reading a little bit about that. Um, it said you immerse yourself in forensics. Now it's like it's not in, like it's not like it's not like Quincy forensics. <laughs> <laughs> now Quincy, now you're dating yourself. 
<laughs> you know, I, it, it is you know dissected speech basically, and okay. uh, that's that's that was my my ticket out. Uh, you know, I had a tenth grade teacher that got me involved in speech, and uh, she put me in my first play. She introduced me to, to the guy who showed me how to uh, set up a comedy act. You know, okay. and uh, you know she literally literally changed my life. She she gave me something else to do than hang out with the gangs and comp. Right, right. Yeah, because we didn't we didn't even go all the way back to you uh growing up in Compton. You know, yeah. you know. Um there's a movie, there's a movie on, on Netflix that I watched the other night called Them. Okay. And mm-hmm. it's set in Compton and I, I watched it and it brought back some memories that I had repressed. Uh when we moved to Compton, we moved there in nineteen sixty nine. We were the second black family on our street. And the only white family that would let their kids play with me were were the people that lived right directly next door. We, you know, our driveways were right against each other. And every time I'd come out to play, all the other kids' parents would make them come in the house. That's and I'd forgotten about that. Wow. You know, it's like which 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 goes to my theory that 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 which is probably more fact than theory that racism is a learned behavior. I'm going to agree with you on that. I'm going to agree with you on that. Yeah, it's definitely a learned Kids behavior. don't yeah. care. Yeah. That's hey, that's another kid. Let's play. No, yeah. no. So, um, Leo, we have a, a little short trailer we can play. Jeez, oh, hold on. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, what are you trying to get him to play the trailer? What? What are you doing? No, 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 no. no. I'll, I'll He's try to lighten up the podcast. It went dark. <laughs> no, it didn't go dark. Uh, Bill Diamond says, "I see another chalk line in John's future," and. Uh, Get him. I'm assuming he's talking to Mark. We'll have a real actor on the show finally, and we can uh, terminate you to sign him up. <laughs> really, dude? Wow. wow. <laughs> really? Uh, and so uh, there's another. Uh, so I'm going to have to play this uh, teaser a little differently because the downloader I have is not working. Oh, big surprise so, tonight. Uh, <laughs> what? What? Nothing. Jeez, and you're the one throwing work at me last minute. See? <laughs> Leo, I gotta ask, is that, a, is that a poster behind you or is that an actual figurine? Uh, me? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's an, those are all actual. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so it's... Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah. That's the real deal. The real deal, yeah, that's the... It was before they had the Black Series, but that came out in like 2012. It's, the, it's like the super large AT-AT. Have uh, you seen the documentary where they show how they created that particular thing? Uh, I think so. Um, it moves like an elephant. Yeah. Yes. It's basically what it is. It's pretty cool. Yeah. The I think I uh, they had something like that when um, when I was a kid. I went to Boston Museum of Science, and uh, they had uh, uh, the IMAX there. And their IMAX is, is like the real IMAX, and it's like the the straight down seats where you think you're gonna fall. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and they had uh, had you flying through the snow speeder, going through like the legs and everything. It was pretty cool, but that was a long right. time ago. I'm sure they. Had. Well, you know, I don't care who the guest is that we have on. We always end up dorkening to Star Jeez. Wars somehow. Well, because it, well, it's all behind Leo. It literally, I mean, I think he he moved his office around yes, so he, he could get a better view of this stuff. <laughs> yes, because I was going to say it's a much better view. Uh, oh, where's yeah. Baby Yoda? Oh, there's, there he is. Yeah, there's Baby Yoda's, there's, the there's yep. Baby Yoda's there. You got Alf. You got a bunch of Baby Yodas. 
Yeah, he's hiding the baby yeah. Yoda's because he doesn't want the wife to see how many more are actually on the shelf now. No, she, <laughs> she, she sees them. She sees them. She's, when they come in, she makes a comment. Did, so You did say Elf. Yeah, there's Elf. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Elf's right there on the yeah, show. That, that, yeah, I see him. That's uh, that's an original one uh, from the 80s. Wow. Yeah. All right, don't we have a trailer to play? We or, do. Or we do. We do. So shh sh- while it plays because everybody can still hear you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, Mark, why don't you uh, introduce this trailer? Um, so this is sort of a social commentary that we shot um, from, from conception to uh, – the end of principal photography, it was 48 hours before uh, L.A. went into lockdown for, for COVID. Awesome. Here oh, we okay. Nice. Wow. Okay, that looks enticing. And and it, you know we we called in a lot of favors, favor because we didn't have a lot of money, and um, you know we got we were able to get Diane Nicole. She she is an Emmy winner, um, and was just fantastic. And all the actors jumped in at the last minute. Uh, we shot it ultra low budget. Um, our, our cameraman was also the DP, and you know our director. Uh, Jero Webb was his first thing, and it's really good. It's like it, it, it looks like a big budget film. Yeah, Very from nice. that from that teaser, it does. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. So we got a bunch of comments. Todd says, "I thought he moved the stuff because of yesterday was May 4th. No, I had it moved for a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bill, Di- <laughs> go ahead. Uh, Bill Diamond says, "Well, Leo needs to talk Star Wars because you two take up space on the show. At least we have Mark to listen to." <laughs> That's Bill is just off the top rope. <laughs> well, that's that's a three. He's a three-time Emmy Award winner. Bill. Bill? Yep, Bill Diamond. Yep. Oh, nice. <laughs> yep. Bill, uh, I'm going to bring my big stick Sunday. Wow, huh? Uh, you missed one up before that. Yeah, said, no, I was uh, about to get to that, that. Okay. Because it was a question related to the guest. Um, then fire away to the guest. I know, I know. Mark, what was it like working with Rusty Kundif? Fear of the Black Hat is a classic. So Rusty is one of my best friends. Uh, we shot a short called um, The Trial of NWH before we shot Fear of Black Hat. So it's always fun working with Rusty because he, he is uh, the epitome of trust. You know, he um, lets you do your thing. Like he, when we were shooting Fear of Black Hat, he would come to work with uh, a skeleton script. We have to say these words to move the story, but do what you do. And so Fear of Black Hat is a lot of ad lib. Uh, within that movie, uh, and Rusty was just just gracious enough to let us let us do our thing. Nice. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> so you you've you've performed and worked with a lot of amazing people in this industry. Um, but I, I'm going back because, like I said, I was reading your Wikipedia, and it said that you actually. <laughs> Toward doing stand up, opening up for acts like Jerry Steinfeld and Rodney Dangerfield. Um, that's a little bit leading. That's, that's why you can't go by Wikipedia. <laughs> I, I, I want to know if it's true. 
So I worked with Jerry at, there used to be a club that I used to call the easiest club in America. Uh, it, it was the last stop in Newport Beach. And uh, Jerry would come out and do a weekend. And I was one of the uh, regular, it was, this is early in my setup career, I was one of the regular hosts. So um, I opened for Jerry because I was hosting that club. I didn't actually go on tour with Jerry. Um, but he liked me, so because I was clean. So he would always say, yo, is Mark going to be there hosting? And they'd call me in. Um, Rodney Dangerfield had a club in Vegas called Rodney's Place. And uh, I worked there several times. And there was a showroom runner named Dutch. And he was sort of the last bastion of mafioso Vegas. Uh, the first time I worked there, he said, listen, you're doing 20 minutes. Not 21, certainly not 22. You want them out there gambling, not look at you. <laughs> I <was> like, okay. <laughs> so, so the next time I come to work, um, I'm opening for Jack Marion, who used to open for Lenny Bruce. And uh, Rodney was in, embroiled in a lawsuit with Caesar's Palace. And he won. Uh, they were suing him. He was suing them. And he won. So uh, that Saturday night, I, I come down to do the show. And Dutch says, hey, so Rodney is coming in tonight. I sent all those other hacks home. So you're going to open for Rodney. Do 30 minutes and then bring Rodney on. I said, okay, what, what, do, what do you want me to say about him? It's freaking Rodney Dangerfield. Just say his name. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, pretty much. <laughs> So, so, I get, so I do my 30, I bring Rodney on, and I come off stage, and Dutch says, you got a jacket? I said, no. I said, uh, I don't have a jacket. He writes out an address and a phone number. He says, get over there and get a jacket and get back over here. I said, well, you don't, you know, I'm not making enough money to go buy a jacket. And he goes, did anybody tell you to spend any money? Get over there. So I go over there, and they're waiting for me. They, they fit me into a jacket, tailor it up real quick. I get back just before Rodney comes off stage. I go on, close the show, and come back, and then I hang out with Dutch and Rodney Dangerfield till the sun came up. Oh, wow. Epic night in Vegas, and I can't tell the story, because I'll tell you this, when I got back to my room about 8 in the morning, um, I, I felt like I needed a bleach bath. <laughs> <laughs> just a night of debauchery. <laughs> wow, okay. I don't know if I should be happy or scared. <laughs> uh, Facebook user says, uh, Hey, Mark, love the Dead concert poster in the background. Is that from the Worcester run of shows in 88? I don't know. I've got a bunch of them, so I don't know. <laughs> Too detailed a question, Facebook user. Yeah. I know, Facebook user. But thank you. <laughs> 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 Leo, we're yes, about sir. Mid, we're about midpoint. You want Holy to do your crap. commercials? We're at, we're past midnight. Um, midnight. Yeah, we're past. Uh, midnight. It's friggin' uh, maybe, maybe in Sweden, in the UK, where some of our viewers I, are. It's, not it's, here. it's friggin' Scorpio Pine again. So it's just oh, uh, it's the Scorpio Pine. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so uh, let me let me find the uh, the. Mark, oh, so like, you didn't have it ready? What the fuck is a Scorpio Pine? <laughs> <laughs> Last week I made my uh, my drink a little too strong, and I was trying to say scorpion, and I combined it with porcupine. <laughs> so yeah, it was, yeah, it was, so it was we had scorpion. Yeah, we had scorpion. Yeah. 
kind of like night hanging out with, with Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sounds like a sci-fi movie. Right? Oh, exactly. Uh, speaking hey, of... Mark, what do you drink? Soda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give him a soda and put something in it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Leo. That, that, I, I can't imagine. That must have been so surreal and so awesome. Rodney Dangerfield. I mean, just... Well, that's why I brought it up. Yeah. I mean, he's he's uh, he's he's a legend. Oh yeah! Did did you yeah. know? Uh, I know this is totally off topic, and I I need to play the trailer. Do you know? Well, he, no, just do, keep, keep do you know he had a, a heart attack while on? Uh, I think it was Letterman. Really? While he was actually wow. on stage? No, and, I did uh, not know that. Yeah, he he cut his like uh, uh, his bit short and walked right off, and he was having a heart attack. Wow! Yeah. Wow! No, I didn't know that. Yeah, crazy Joke's stuff. So funny, he killed himself. Exactly. Right. <laughs> See, now I would, if I were him, I would have had the heart attack when I was filming back to back to school when you had to do the triple Lindy. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I would have had the heart attack. Uh, okay. On that oh, note, uh, we still have tons of show left. It's gonna. It, this is an awesome show. Absolutely love it. Uh, but another thing I love is our sponsor, Deadly Grounds Coffee, a little mom and pop shop here in Connecticut. Make the absolute best coffee you'll ever have. Death by Chocolate is, is is that's my crutch. I have it every morning, and you know it's just, just it's just a hint of chocolate, but it kind of tastes like chocolate milk. It's just amazing. All and right, it, get on with it. Get on. Is it chocolate coffee and chocolate milk? <laughs> yeah. What is it, Leo? It's it's, it's well, you me. put the cream in it and it tastes like well. Anyway, here's a zombie talking about coffee. <laughs> Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Uh, and head on over to getdeadly.com. Uh, you know, uh, they have a s'mores flavor that's new. And also what's new is uh, somebody sent me a trailer literally two minutes before we went live. And uh, it's updated. No. <laughs> I sent it last night. I just forgot to tell okay, you. Okay, there we it. go. There we go. Uh, so uh, Ben and Jeff have a new show out. Uh, it's awesome. Check it out right here. If your world was turned upside down, what? would you do? What the fuck are we gonna do now? Get high?
was more fun that way. And uh, Token with the Dead episode one is available on Vimeo right now. It's only $1.99 to check out. And uh, there's a link in the show notes down below or above, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. How'd I do, Ben? You did good, but that's the first time tonight that you've mentioned the show notes. So for our amazing guest, that's now I'm up here full screen. How am I supposed to point to the amazing guest if I'm full screen, Leo? Seriously. Seriously. Well, point. Go ahead. Point. See, now you got me all screwed up. See, I was good. Wrong way. You don't even know. <laughs> Our amazing right. guest down here. He's in the show notes. Where, Leo? Uh, up above up or above down below, or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. Right. Uh, Kirsten says uh, you guys cleaned up surprisingly well on Zoom. What? Not on Zoom. We use something else. But <laughs> we're on Streamyard because it's yeah, better. We're not using Zoomy. Yeah, Zoom's too glitchy. No, Zoom's already taken by Mazda. Zoom, Zoom. Zoom, Zoom. Why? 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 Because you brought it in that way. Okay, back to the show, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. So, oh, no. so I'm... Right, now, right now, he's texting Steve, Joiner, that is, and going, I really like do see the infighting. <laughs> he's like, really, guys? Really? What did you get me into now? <laughs> So let's try to bring it right back on track here. Uh, let's talk about the show that led you to uh, be at San Diego Comic-Con and uh, ran for, I believe it was seven seasons. Oh, uh, yeah. You went there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, uh, you were Big Mike in, uh, uh, in uh, my mind went blank. Chuck. 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 Leo. <laughs> Yes. Show notes. Show notes. <laughs> I got show notes. And I also, there's too many windows. Too many windows. How is it like working on Chuck and uh, the, the future uh, Shazam? Uh, Chuck was fantastic. It was, it was, um, I originally read for the role of Harry Tang and not Big Mike. Big Mike wasn't in the show at that point. And so um, after my audition, uh, Josh Schwartz liked me a lot and created Big Mike for me. Nice. And when the show got picked up, you know, we get a call that says, hey, uh, they created this role uh, for you and Josh Schwartz loves you. So um, you're going to go and do this role. I was like, OK. And uh, it wasn't his regular role, but I did every episode of the first season. And uh, at about half, about the halfway point, you know, I said to my agent, I said, you know, this is really a series regular role. And so uh, the next season, they made a series regular. Very cool. They created but, but a role. Really? Well, they, yeah, they liked they, him. I'm, yeah. I'm good at this, believe it or they not. They liked him for the creative role. <laughs> yeah. so, see? see, we it should create happen. a role for him, too. There you go. You should. Um, you know, I, I think the thing that I like most about Chuck was that, you know, we were a large cast. It was, you know, 10 series of actors. And everybody got along, and it was a lot of fun to go to work. Um, I remember, you know, coming up, doing guest stars on different shows and for example, on on um, designing women, I did a guest star on there, and the tension that was on that set was was palpable. It was like I, was, I said to Jack Taylor, I said, "How do you work like this?" He says, "I just try to stay out of their way." <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like it, 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 it's so really refreshing to be on a set where there were that many sort of alpha personalities that you know meshed, and it was great. You know, there was there, there were no bad apples in the bunch. Awesome. Uh, and if anybody's interested in getting into Chuck, uh, I highly recommend it. It's streaming right now on Amazon. Uh, Amazon Prime, I believe you get all seven seasons. You can definitely check it out. Yes, five seasons. Oh, five seasons. Why did I think seven? Because <laughs> you're drinking Bacardi. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I almost a couple, more, a couple more sips, it'll be ten seasons. I know, I know, I know. So the 11 <laughs> seasons that you were on, Chuck, how was that? <laughs> the sad thing is I almost finished a bottle, and it was a big bottle, too. It's just... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> really, you you really have to prep to come on the show with us now, oh, yeah. Leo. <laughs> no. Hey, so, um, it's it's I I have a tough job. Like my day job is pretty tough. This year is like this is like vacation. This is like you know time to unwind and enjoy myself with some awesome people. Yeah, it's definitely a, a switch for my day job, which is super stressful. So, um, Mark, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, You've done a number of guest appearances on a number of shows. What was your favorite? Another loaded question. Um, wow. He, he can't pick a favorite. There's been too many so awesome shows. Yeah, it's that, a that's simple tough. question. I mean, I, I, uh, you know what? I let's enjoyed, let's let's I, let's add to that. Your top five. Okay, top five. Um, O'Hara with Pat Morita. Okay, oh, nice. That was that was fun. It was really fun working with him. Wax on, wax on. Uh, yeah. Seinfeld. <laughs> You know, I did two two episodes of Seinfeld, and 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 it was fun working over there. Um, Evening Shade with Burt Reynolds. Oh wow! Wow, oh, okay. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, uh, there was a show that I was actually a series regular on that only we only shot one season. It was it was the George Went show. Yep. That that was probably uh, the most fun I ever had working. You know, George is such a great guy to work with and, and generous to a fault. And, you know, hanging out with him was, was like, you know, just just a ton of laughs all the time. He's just really a great guy. If you ever meet George, you'll see what I mean. Um, and then Chuck for definitely was, 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 was fun. So that's probably my top five. Nice. Uh, I had a quick question about one of them, and this is just because I, I'm a dork. But uh, so uh, in Murphy Brown, you played Trekker. Is that a, a reference to Star Trek, or was that just an odd name? Yeah, I was. I was I wondering the same remember, thing. I don't even remember what I did on that show. Okay. Um, I remember the. I remember the audition. Yeah. Because the director, uh, who I can't remember his name right now, he had, he had curly fro. Uh, uh, he was a, he was he was regular on the show or recurring on the show, but we had a common uh, career experience. He worked for the San Francisco Mind Troop, and that was my first job out of college. I went to San Francisco and did a summer show with the San Francisco Mind Troop, and so the audition was all about talking about the Mind Troop, and, and we, I never actually read. And then uh, uh, he says, "What is this fearful black hat?" And I said, oh, it's a little movie that we did. Uh, it's a rap spinal tap. And he said, oh, he says, I have a friend, Penelope, that, that, that just directed a thing called uh, CB4. And she called me crying, saying that she only had two scenes that worked. He says, then I went and watched it with her. And I, and I was like, honey, you have no scenes that work. <laughs> 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 and so Fear of a Black Hat, in my opinion, is way better than CB4. <laughs> 
but, okay. but I don't remember. I don't. I have no idea what I did on on that show. It was so long ago. I don't remember it. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, no. I, I was just curious because Trekker is normally referenced to. It's Star what, Trek. what yeah. we used to call people that were Star Trek fans. Now they're Trekkies. There was ah. a big war about that. Yeah, not Trekkers. They're Trekkies. See, see now you're bringing up shows that, that are a little bit older that he doesn't remember. So I'm going to bring up one. How about Martin? You got to remember, I have all this wisdom hair. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember working on Martin or was that false information on IMDb too? So, so yeah. that's false information on IMDb too. So what happened with Martin was I auditioned for the role. I get booked. It was a guest star. I get to set. They had written the role out and nobody called me. And Martin said, nobody called him? And, and so uh, because of the guest star, they still have to pay you. You still get credit and you still get residuals. Well, that's the best work ever. <laughs> that's the best work ever. And, and so I just, I just hung out because Tommy Ford was, was uh, one of my best friends. We went to college, we went to USC together. And uh, so I just hung out and ate lunch and then went home. And got paid. And got paid. Wow. Well, what the fuck? I know. I need a job like that, too. <laughs> um, so, um, that happened twice. That, that happened on, 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 on twice. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Same thing. Part was written out. I get to, get to work and part, oh, it's written out. And my car was broken down. I took the bus over there. They're like, here's some cab fare. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, no, I just had a question. Um, 1999. Shake, rattle, and roll, or is that bullshit, too? Shake, rattle, and roll, I played the role of Fats Domino. Yeah, you did. And um, I, after the audition, I get a call. The director wants to shoot your hands, so we're going to hire you a piano teacher. Or, do you play piano? I said, no. So we're going to hire you a piano teacher so that you can your hand in the right place when we shoot your hands. I was like, okay. So they they send me a piano, a weighted piano, weighted keys piano, and they hire a guy here in town in San Diego to teach me uh, uh, the song. Um, you made me cry when you say goodbye. Ain't that a shame? And so the guy teaches me the song. I probably pick it up in about four sessions and then you know i'm practicing and then as i started getting closer and closer to the time that i had to fly to uh north carolina i'd wake up in the night in a panic and just jump on the piano and play the song and so one night i decided okay i'm gonna start singing it now so i'm playing it and i start singing and my hands would not do what they were supposed to do so so i call the guy the next morning he says come on over so i get over there he says this is what you got to do he says, one phrase at a time. You made me cry. When you said goodbye. He says, don't move on until you can say a phrase without looking. And that was the way I rehearsed for the next three weeks. And then I fly off to North Carolina to do it. They bring me in a week early to work with the, um, the guy who's over the production, the music side of the production. And I, I play the song for him. He goes, oh, I don't need to see him anymore. So I, so I got a week <laughs> of just sitting around. But the bigger note in, of that movie was Delroy Lindo, who's a good friend, said to me, Mark, uh, Shabaka said that you are doing uh, Fats Domino. Is that right? I said, yeah. He says, have you seen the wig? I said, uh, no, not yet. I said, I, I just went and had the uh, fitting with the wig maker. 
today. I took pictures, but she had a black and white picture that doesn't really show you that it was Conkaleen. So I gave her colored pictures so that she could see what it really looked like, what his hair really looked like. And he says, don't get on that plane without seeing that wig. <laughs> but I didn't listen. So I get, to, I get to North Carolina, and the wig is just this nappy nest of, a, of hair. And I, right after I do my piano uh, thing for the, the piano guy, I go into the hair and makeup, and he pulls this wig out of the box and went, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I said, hmm. I said, I gave her colored pictures. I said, the picture that she had was a faxed picture that I think you faxed her. And I told her the hair was conkling. So he had to wash the wig and then straighten it. And so by the time I got to set, it was right. Wow. <laughs> but he was really hot that they paid all this money for this wig. And it was Sheriff's wig. <laughs> What's the matter, Jeff? Wow, okay. I'm a little speechless right now. Yeah. Like, uh, wow. <laughs> well, I never, I never thought I'd be talking about wigs. But okay, <laughs> you you brought up the role, <laughs> you know. It's a little known fact. <laughs> well, that's yeah. I, I I can see why it's little known. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> well, the funny thing about about it is, is that the note to not get on the plane came from Delroy because he was in a movie called Blood In Blood Out. And if you saw his wig in that movie, you'd understand his concern. <laughs> uh, oh, congratulations, Kelly. Yeah. Uh, so for uh, the podcast listeners, she says, uh, Kelly Roy says, hi, guys. Uh, P.S. I was approved for my hemp license today. Woody woot. Woody woot. Woody woot. You even read that right. I would have just been woot woot. Hey, that's my job. So somebody got to do things right around here. <laughs> I don't know, Mark. Sometimes I wish I could just feed these two lunch and send them home too. <laughs> well, obviously, Bill has us replaced. So, hey, it's okay. Yeah. Oh crap. Okay. So, so <laughs> what? What's next, Mark? What's next? What do you got going next? He's texting. Leave him alone. Um, <laughs> I may be doing a film with with uh, Pure Flicks. I, I got a message from David R. White that he had something for me, so we're just kind of waiting to see what happens with that. Uh, if if it happens, it'll be like in July. Uh, you know, usually let back when there weren't as many outlets for for work because there's so many now. Um, if you weren't in a movie by by May, you were sitting around all summer. And luckily, you know, things have shifted so that work is, is happening kind of all the time. Uh, so hopefully that's happening. Um, I'm producing a sizzle reel for uh, a show that I want to get done. Uh, originally, we thought, let's do this as a web series. And the more I thought about it, it was like, you know, the more we looked at the script, I was like, you know, this could actually be a show. So let's shoot a sizzle, make it good. Worst case scenario we go back to the original idea and make it a web series. Right. So, um, so I'm just going to raise about 10 grand to ship the sizzle and uh, whoever ponies up half the dough, you know, I'll make them a, a creator on it. So there you go. Wow. Nice. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yes. You, you heard it here first. Yes. And we a check and let's go to work. <laughs> uh Kelly says Leo's sound effects are on point today. He's on fire. <laughs> See, I read that right too. 
Really? You, you just you are you just bringing up comments now so you can tell us that you can read. This is like hooked on phonics work for Leo. I'm 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 trying to be polite with the people that are watching and listening. Oh, I know. I'm just I'm just giving you a hot time because okay. that's what I do. Okay. I so know. um so Mark, um, <laughs> Halloween, Halloween two. Were you in with Halloween? Rob Zombie? Yes. Yeah, I, I did the first one. And which was a great experience. Um, Rob didn't write the scene. He said, "He said, look, this is what happens. He he goes into the, into the room. He kills somebody there. Then he comes in here, and he's going to come through this office and kill you, and then go out your window to get out to the outside world." And he just let me ramble. So I'm doing this monologue that I'm making up on the spot. And each take, he'd come back and say, "Hey, during that take, you said this, 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 and this." Keep other stuff and then and then put make sure you say this part again. Okay. So we did about ten takes of me just rambling until it got to where he wanted it and he had it all written out. He goes, Okay, read this whole thing. So I read I'm like, okay. Because now now go back and we're gonna shoot it two or three more times, but say all this. I was like, Okay. So we do it and uh we're 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 running out of time for the for the, the night, you know, they wanna go over time at all. And, and um the guy playing Mike Myers doesn't kill me. He comes, he comes out of the bathroom and just kicks the front door down and walks out. And so I get a call from, from, uh, Rob Zombie, um, during their post-production. He says, Mark, he says, I want you to know that I, I, I had to cut you out because I was looking for something to, you know, move the story faster. And it's not your acting. He says, but because he didn't kill you, I can't really use the shot, but don't worry. I'll get you in the next one. And so, you know, I'd heard that a few times in my career. We'll, we'll, we'll hire you again, and nothing ever came of it. And sure enough, we would call Rob Zombie once you in, in, in the next. Um, I was in, I, I was producing uh, a comedy show in Napa Valley at the, at the uh, Lincoln Theater there. And I get a call, uh, you're going to fly on Sunday. And, and I had spent, like, all this money for the show. I was like, uh, nope, can't fly on Sunday. Uh, I can fly Monday. And so I fly out Monday from Napa with only a weekend's worth of clothes oh, wow. <laughs> that, that at this point needed to be washed. <laughs> so, so, so I get to I get to Atlanta and go through wardrobe and all that stuff, and then uh, the next the next night I'm supposed to go to work, and I get outside and wardrobe says, uh, you know, it's it's probably going to be hot because this, this is like May first, so let's not give you a hat so you're not sweating the whole time. And so we start shooting. It's about 11 o'clock at night, and I feel something wet on my head. And I look up, and it's snowing. Oh, I thought it, I thought you were going to say a bird shit on you. Snowing at 11 p.m. May 1st. And, it, and I end up staying there for three weeks with, with, with a weekend worth of clothes <laughs> because it snowed for three weeks. Oh, wow. <laughs> Life of actor, folks. Hey, can I get? Can I just borrow these from wardrobe for a couple of days, please? <laughs> but it was fun working with Rob. Rob had fantastic stories. How the funniest one was uh, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith had a metal band, and it's when her kids were really little. And he says that she opened for him, and she'd show up. He says she have on like you know. Her little trench coat, and she got her little kids in tow, and uh, she'd go to her dressing room and then come out, you know, to do the show, and she'd be all, you know, blacked out and. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> 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 
He said, and I just sit there and go, wow, what a transformation. <laughs> Makes you wonder what happens in those dressing rooms. Yeah, yeah. Makes you wonder. Oh, man. Wow. All right. <laughs> you okay over there, Jeff? Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> scary thoughts. <laughs> There's some scary thoughts. So I saw you were uh, not only a uh, writer, producer, and also editor. Uh, Shout, an evening of gospel comedy? Co-editor. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so, so basically, uh, I do a lot of my comedy at churches. So I can go squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. At churches? And, mm-hmm. yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. And, and, and churches, you know, are, 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 I'd rather work there just because people aren't drunk. You know, you don't get the drunk guy trying to talk to you while you're trying to work. You, know, you get a kid to talk to you, and then you just start to take your belt off. <laughs> and, they, and they shut up. But, um, but people just they come to laugh. You know, so it's like it's like no pressure. Just come and have fun, and and you know, it's it's it's, it's I much rather work that way. Um, I like working clubs, you know, because of challenge. But I'd I'd rather just be churches all the time. Nice. Wow. Very I didn't know churches had comedy hour. Yeah, churches have a lot of a lot of. Uh, I, no, I, so I, I just didn't know that. I apologize. I didn't know that. But yeah. No, I didn't know that. Interesting. I did church a few weeks ago. It was, it was the first hour set that I did since the the pandemic and all the lockdowns and everything. And um, I was I, I felt rusty, but they didn't know. And but I couldn't I couldn't figure out my timing, you know. So I'm gonna say that when I look at my watch, and I have this this ruby watch. It's like the band and everything. It's all it's all glittery. And I looked down to see what time it was, and I couldn't see the hands because the light was shining. And I was like, how long have I been up here? And they go, keep going. So I keep going, and finally I close, and I get off stage. I, I did a, an hour and 26 minutes. Oh, wow. And, and wow. I look at my outline. I write an outline before every show. And I missed two whole sections in my outline, so I could probably do an hour 45 church clean. Nice. Wow. Church so if any clean. pastors are out there, you got church <laughs> clean. Wow, that's impressive. I could never do anything at a church. You can't even be clean. <laughs> <laughs> I got married in a church. That's a start. That's <laughs> a start. <laughs> it's uh, so I, a lot of people don't know. A friend of mine's a pastor, and uh, you know, he showed me like their AV system and everything, and they're they're like normally decked out. So uh, they, oh, can, yeah. they can do pretty much any event. That's why I was going to ask, uh, editing, did you edit on their equipment or your own equipment? Uh, you no. Know. Um, so what, uh, I shot Shout at the uh, Lyceum Theater in San Diego. And uh, we had shot uh, two cameras straight forward, two uh, mid-house on the wings, a uh, jib and a handheld. And so uh, basically uh, my cut was, after my director's first cut, then I went through and cut based on time codes. I want this out, this out, this out, this out, this out. And so, so that was my cut. Okay, nice. Uh, so so uh, were you were like directing the cuts or you did the cuts? Uh, and, and was... um, I, basically, I watched I watched the footage and I, and I go and I go to the time to the time codes and say, you know, give me a cut from you know an hour and. 10 to an hour and 25 or whatever. Gotcha. 
and just in my list. And Very cool. I didn't physically sit in the room with him. Okay. <laughs> he directed it. Yeah. He direct he directed the editing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other question I have, what the heck is Chronicles of Rickroll? Um, it, it was the project that never happened. Okay. It, it uh, you know, it, it, it was great on paper. You know, I was approached by an old publicist that said, hey, you know, we have this project that we're representing and we'd love for you to be in it and blah, 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 blah. And they never got it off the ground. Wow. And part of it was their budget was too big. It's like they wanted $60 million for project. I was like, nobody's going to wow. give you 60 mil to shoot this thing off your, you know. And basically it was, it was um, internet stars meet scripted material. So they built in internet stars into the script so that um, they would gain that following. But that didn't necessarily work because Chuck used a lot of names hoping to grab people from the followings of those stars, and it didn't translate into butts in the seats. Yeah. You never know what's going to translate to butts in the seats. Yep, exactly. You never know. You never know. You know, who knew that, that Mike, you know, killing a dude with a jokes bit would be 19 million views at this point. Right. right. <laughs> it's true. And, and and when I watch it now, I realize that that was only the third time I put it on stage when I put it in that special. And it's so much better now than, than it is in the special. It's like the bit now is like it's grown and, and it's complete. And when I'm watching it, it's like, oh, man, it's, it was brand new. I'd ask Will you to play it, but he doesn't have it queued up. <laughs> Give me a minute. I could probably find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I'm watching. The, I'm watching the clock, Leo. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, it's on YouTube. Jeez. Fifty-seven, <laughs> fifty-eight, fifty-nine. All right, you're already twenty seconds in. How good is Leo, oh, folks? No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. Live from the madhouse. Now, where are you guys located? Um, Jeff Mass. and I. Yeah, Jeff and I are south of Boston. Leo is down in Connecticut. Oh, Boston. Is is the Parma still there? The little Italian restaurant on the it's on the street where the big church, the Paul Revere Church is. It's um it was this it was this Italian spot that oh there's that's not it. That's not it? No, that's uh that's my VR comedy special. Ah. On, on Oculus, it's the only comedy on Oculus. Just look for uh dry bar. Um, Marcus Lawrence killer joke, killer joke. But the Parma is like this, this Italian restaurant. Uh, these guys, these Greek guys, came out of out of New Haven and opened it up, and it's really, really good. And went there years ago, and, yeah. and six of us, you know, with with entrees and and antipast and wine and uh, dessert, and it was like a hundred and three dollars. I was in California, I killed you got the like guy a that night, and a salad. Wow, that's not a bad price. I mean, we just we were just up in Boston uh, on well, I was with my family on Sunday. There was five of us. We ate at Strega. The food was good. Uh, it was for my daughter's birthday, but it was like four hundred and something dollars. Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't paying for it. Her boyfriend paid. I was like, yeah. There you go. There you go. He's a keeper. He's right? a keeper. <laughs> Not my fault. We'll he backs his credit does, card. Wait, see what he does for you for Father's Day before before we decide. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I have it queued up here. Oh yeah, that's it. I killed a guy that night with jokes. 
talks. I like going to church. I like sitting in the same section because I sit behind a guy in my section who sings every song wrong. <laughs> and it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, amazing grapes. <laughs> Somebody hand him a hymnal. Uh, before we get started, let me, let me just say this. A, a couple of months ago, I was doing a charity event in La Jolla, California, Southern California, a, a big, you know, ritzy party thing at a, at a mansion. And um, uh, preface that by saying everything in my act that I tell you that's a story in my act uh, is probably a true story that actually happened to me. And um, uh, I embellish it to make it funnier. But most of the stories are true stories. And um, uh, so this particular night, I'm, I'm at this charity event, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm about 14 minutes into my hour set. And the host comes up, and he's saying, I'm sorry, Mark, and he's reaching for the mic. So immediately, I'm running through my head. Did I say something that was off color for the charity? And then he says, is there a doctor in the house? There happened to be four doctors in the house that night. One of them was the head ER doctor in San Diego. I killed a guy that night with jokes. <laughs> if you had to die somewhere that night, that event was the place to be. Because they brought him back and he woke up giggling. <laughs> killed him, my jokes brought him back. So what I'm trying to say to you is here tonight is this. If you know you have a problem with the ticker, I can't be responsible for your health. Just getting that out there. And I was the only black guy in the room. Apparently, again. <laughs> wow. So my mind started racing. You know, what if the police would have came and, and said, what happened to him? Who killed him? Everybody in the room would have went. <laughs> <laughs> and now i got to have a standoff with the police. Three guys walking to a bar. <laughs> Officer. <laughs> then I end up in a cell with Bubba. <laughs> Bubba's looking at me, so what you in for? I killed the dude, Bubba. With a joke. Knock, knock, Bubba. Are we clear? All right, Oh, my, that's it's hilarious. way better now. That was hysterical, dude. That was good. I like that. That was good. Oh, sorry. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, one thing we didn't, we didn't even touch on, and I, I know we're we're running a little close here, but you yep. also do theater work. Did I oh, read, yes. did I read that right? Yeah, I, I I tend to do very dramatic plays because it feeds that beast. I think I'm a better dramatic actor than I'm a theater because I, I work harder 
at the dramatic stuff because you know, you got to dig around in ugliness to get to where you need to be emotionally. And um, as a comic, you know, because I'm always doing it, it, it comes a little easier. Um, I think what 2012, I was San Diego Critics Circle uh, Outstanding Actor of the Year. Um, so, and, and I, I basically did two plays that year that were dramatic plays. I did a Raising the Sun and, and a Top Dog Underdog, which are both very dramatic plays. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, I love theater. Too bad it doesn't pay. <laughs> right? <laughs> I need to pay in the play. By the time I get through giving away tickets, okay, oh, Bill. <laughs> yeah, Bill's calling Jeff. Yeah, I'm not going to answer him. Nope. He knows you're doing a show. Why is he calling? Because, because it's Bill. Yeah, it's Bill. <laughs> uh, just to give you, I don't know if you're familiar with Bill Diamond, Mark, but Bill um, worked for Jim Henson. Oh, okay. So Sesame Street, The Muppets. Um, he's done numerous other things. Numerous other yeah. things. Um, Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal, um, Gremlins, uh, things mm. things along that those lines. Um, like I said earlier, he's a three-time Emmy Award-winning producer, director, set oh, builder. Nice. Um but he's who did you say set builder? <laughs> oh yeah, he builds he builds his own sets. He won an Emmy for wow. Buzz in the he won an Emmy for uh, Buzz in the Bronx. Oh wow. So that was his set Very design cool. and stuff. Yeah. Um he's he's actually the gentleman that we're working with um on our project down in New York. So Listen, if you need an actor. Uh apparently we do because we can't act. <laughs> <laughs> I mean are you cheap? I was gonna say, do you work? Do you work for lunch? <laughs> we'll I, give you. I'm cut. cheap, but I'm easy. <laughs> okay, I can buy hot dogs. <laughs> can we go to Chicago and get them? Um, that's, actually, that's, that's that's a push, but no. Actually, we have two people flying in from Chicago. We'll just have them bring them. <laughs> actually, oh, yeah. have them have them have them stop at Green Street Smoked Meats and bring that smoke for some. That's it. Now that you'll, that's ooh. a deal. You'll thank me later. <laughs> Actually, if you want smoked, uh, uh, what's what's that? Uh, he moved into Worcester. Uh, that um, barbecue place. What? I don't know. My my brain. barbecue. Yeah, there's an amazing barbecue place by you guys. I drive like Whoa. three hours up there just to go there. Really? Yeah. It's uh, what the hell is it? I don't know. When you figure it out, let me know. I will. I'll go there. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Ramsey was uh, filming close to there, and somebody brought him lunch, and he like loved it so much. He said, "Go there and bring me one of everything." Wow! And wow! It, yeah. Uh, let's see. You don't have to Google it, Leo. It's okay. Yeah. So, Leo, you're in Connecticut. What part of Connecticut? Uh, over near Mystic, uh, okay. the southeast. How far are you from from East Orange? Uh, about an hour. I'm. Uh, go I'm... to Baja's Mexican restaurant. Ah, uh, that sounds familiar. I'll make a note. That's the spot. I'm gonna write that down because we travel through Connecticut once a month. Yeah, and you, yep. you, Bahas is the spot. Bahas. And you guys uh, go through Orange. That's closer to New Haven, I believe. Yeah, it's close to New Haven. Yep. You ever do uh, New Haven pizza, like uh, um, like Pepe's? I've I've eaten probably twenty slices of pizza since 1988. Oh wow. In college, I just you know it was it was you buy too large for five dollars. I stick them in the freezer and I eat so much pizza. I started hating pizza. Really? And now it has, <laughs> has to be like the best pizza in the world for me to go eat it. <laughs> uh, but we are getting close on time because I know Leo, you got another show to do tonight. I do, I do, I do. I... Yeah, I'd like to eat. Yeah, you'll live. 
So <laughs> when Leo these youngsters, clo- Jeff, these youngsters. <laughs> I know. See? When when Leo closes off the show, Mark, if you don't mind just hanging out for a couple of seconds. Yes. So Leo, do your thing. Okay. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. Uh, this has been a blast. Uh, I got a bunch of information about Mark in the show notes. Make sure you go check it out. And also all the guys here at uh, Still Token With, uh, including uh, their their episode one. For me, just Google Leo Pond. You'll find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. I'm not going to say which is which. Uh, but more importantly, I run a little thing called the Dorkening Podcast Network. We're actually going to do another show in about half an hour and uh, celebrating Star Wars tonight because yesterday was May the 4th. We did a Star Wars show yesterday, too, on comics. And it's just been a blast. Uh, but, yeah, Google me. Uh, you'll find a bunch of stuff. Uh, and head on over to thedorkening.com. Uh, Mark, where do you like people interacting with you on social media? Um, you know, Instagram is probably uh, where I talk to people most. But generally, uh, go to the website, markchristopherlawrence.com. And all of my buttons are, are there on the website Awesome uh, for all my social media. Sounds good. And uh, again, you can find all those in buttons, the show notes. Really? Buttons, yeah. They're links. Buttons. Well, it's a button. It's a, uh, or a CTA, you know. A CTA? Yeah. What the hell's a CTA? Uh, click to action. <laughs> or, or, called, or call to action. Call to action. Okay. We're I could really go down a rabbit hole right now, but I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> Uh, stilltoken.com. Just go to stilltoken.com. You want to reach us, go to there. Facebook blows. It's getting worse. Uh, just go to stilltoken.com. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I got gripes about Facebook. Uh, Benjamin? You're not, you're not alone. Wow. Um, yeah. So we want to thank our amazing guest, as always. Uh, check him out in the show notes, up above, down below, on the side, wherever you're watching or listening to us. Um like Jeff said, stilltoking.com. Um, we're on old, every social media platform out there. You can find us if you want to. To all our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do every day so people like us can come up here and do what we do every day. We'll see you next week. We're out of here. Stay safe. Bye.